It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you took a second to brush down and gear up at Springs and Things, Faraday's repair shop, before heading back out across the city to resume your search for the wedding crashing fireball. The search led you to White Crag Gorge, and we pick up now with the five of you in and around the Lowali River. Faraday has just been swept away. What do you do next? Can I do a dexterity saving throw to see how quickly I can react? To picking, I think I go for Faraday first. Go for it. They are going to be moving down the river now, though. So you're going to have to keep pace with them. That's an 11. I'm going to say that's probably with the with the river and with the speed they're going at, I don't think an 11 is going to do it. So you kind of, you're trying to, you're kind of arrowing after Faraday as she's swept down the river. And you kind of snatch at her hair, at the shoulders of her jacket, but you don't quite manage to catch her. Faraday, there are some rocks coming up. Wait a second, aren't I also being swept You are also being swept Wait, away. So who is being swept down the river? You, Faraday, and Bugsy Great. are going to be swept down the river, and I'm going to say it's going to be at... How fast were you falling? 10 feet a second? Yeah. I'm going to say same speed. It's a fast river, this one. As Lorelei does um, that check, am I able to do my cowboy attempt on Schlurp? Yeah, sure. If you've got Less the knot sewing. together, you can hold yeah, the rope yeah, yeah. at Schlurp. Well, as I said, I was about how to long do was, it. How long's the rope? 50 feet, I think. So you'd have... You probably have a couple tries to get this off before Schlurp is out of range and you'd have to move. Sweet. So it's an acrobatics check, right? Natural 20. Do I hurt Schlurp by doing this? No, I think fueled by fatherhood. Yes. (laughs) Fueled by fatherhood, Crick. You kind of go into this trance-like calm as you see your pseudo-robot child get swept down this river. You tie a perf- you you pull a rope out of your bag, you tie a perfect knot, and then you spin it over your head and sling it like you are a cowboy re re like reincarnated on the banks of this river. And it sails through the mist and the and the spray and then circles Schlurp's upper torso perfectly, pulling them to a halt with a yank. I will now take strength strength check yeah, to see gonna, whether you're gonna get Can I just make a remark before I do? Mm-hmm. Like a Yeehaw! We got ourselves a big one here, folks! <laughs> Four! No, six. Um, seven. Uh, your feet start to slide on the bank, and Schlurp is now pulling you along the oh, bank. Oh, no, 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 no! I try again. Yes. Um, just to double check. Alright, so would it be possible for me to, to make a dash sort of move with her and try and basically jump in the river to get to Faraday? Would you do that seeing that the owl was with Faraday and Crick was about to be pulled away by the river? You don't understand how much Corel loves Faraday, Yes. Yeah, this is what... It, it, but let me finish this roll first, Corel. Okay, I just wanted to check check some th- that. Uh, 18. Okay, with an 18, as this rope starts to slip, you see, uh, you see a glimpse of Schlope's panicked um, expression as they slip for a moment under the water. And something in you burns with righteous, dadly fury. Uh, you <laughs> dig your heels into the bank of the river and manage to stop yourself from sliding. And you have now got Schlurp strung out on this rope and can slowly start winding them back in. Corel, you were dashing, I believe. If it was at all possible to get ahead of where Faraday is in, is in the river. I think you will be able to get ahead of her because she's just about to hit some rocks. I want to get between Faraday and the rocks. Okay. While still on the bank of the river, or are you going to jump in? If I have to, I'll jump in. Okay, so you can run along the bank of the river, dashing to try and catch up to Faraday. um, And you can pull slightly ahead of her. I'm not going to say you can't probably get too far ahead of her, because of how quickly she's moving. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, What do you do? She's probably moved out more towards the middle of the river now, so she's about 10, 15 feet away. I just want to get in a position to grab her and start dragging her back to the to the shore if I can. Can I try swimming towards the bank? Yes. I will take a... Hmm. 
Duncan, I will take an acrobatics for Corel to try and splash through the river to try and get to Faraday to not be slip, not slip and okay. stuff. Okay. Faraday, I will take an athletics to swim towards Corel. Ugh, five. <laughs> oh yeah. Guess who's also in the river now? Seven. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm changing dice. Oh no. Your feet slip from underneath you and you crash bodily into Faraday as she tries to flail towards you and the two of you spin towards the rocks. Back with Crick and Schlurp for a second and also Laurelay because you're still in the sky my darling. Um, Crick, could you just roll me an athletics to like pull Schlurp to shore? 13. Okay, with a 13, you start pulling Schlurp in. I'm going to say you don't complete it this time, but you get them most of the way to the shore. We've caught a big one. Now's not the time. We're going to eat well tonight. Further down river, you hear Bugsy go, No! <laughs> Faraday and Corel, there are some rocks. So so Corel is now in the water. Yes, you're both okay. in the water together, tangled up, I'm going to say. Okay, well, I'm at least going to try and like throw my arms around their neck so we're like not separated i guess and she's gonna say well, thank thank you for coming to get me bud uh well it yeah corel <laughs> wow. is, is stirring stuff corel let me try that again <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah <laughs> sorry well wouldn't be the first time would it <laughs> No, but last time you caught me coming off the waterfall, and I don't think that's going to happen this time. Uh, yeah. Corella, I'm sure everything's going to be fine, but, like, just in case, like, you know that I love you, right? Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> Dr. Malcolm's my backup. <laughs> you aren't allowed to claim <laughs> Dr. Liam Malcolm as your backup. No. Just shoot straight to level 20. <laughs> your backup is your literal apprentice. I'm sorry. Okay, you two crash into the rocks and take six points of bludgeoning damage. That's fine. It's not bad. I will say that your movement is arrested for a moment and you do have a chance here to try and grab the rocks if you should want Ooh. to. I think that'd probably be a dex save. Um, 17. Six. Advantage, I would say, because you're holding on to Corral. Nine. What is it with humans? I swear to God. Humans and holes. We told you this. We warned you. We warned you. Yeah, but what is a river except a hole filled with water? Can I do like an extra athletics check just to hold on to her? Yes, I will let that happen. Twelve. Okay, with a twelve, I'm going to say you managed to kind of catch her fingers before she slips away, but she's now kind of streaming out from you like a banner, and you're clutching the rock with your other hand. But the two of them are... From, uh, for the moment, kind of paused in the river. So if, I don't know, if Quick and Schlup manage to deal with things fast enough... I'm trying, I'm trying. I still want to rescue my pet. Yeah, how's Bugsy? <laughs> He's down there somewhere. Can I try and pick up Faraday again, please? Go ahead. 20. <sighs> okay, so you grab her, lift her above Corel. I don't think you managed to lift her all the way out of the water because birds just don't do that. But um, you do manage to like kind of mostly lift her out of the water and drag her across its surface to the bank of the river. So Faraday is now safe. And I do like as close a screech as possible to be like, don't go back in the water, please. <laughs> um, and then I turn around and next turn I'm going to attempt to pick Corel back up again. Mm-hmm. Could you make me another athletic stretch to pull Schlatt the rest of the way in? Six plus seven, another thirteen. Amazing. Um, you kind of slowly and leisurely, as if your friends aren't risking their it's lives. It's still my fault. You kind of slowly pull Schlurp in like a man on a fishing trip, just real casual, like. But Schlurp, you are now on the bank of the river. Uh, how far down is Bugsy? I say, oh god, how many seconds do you guys think it's been? I think it's been at least ten seconds. Wow, that's a hundred feet. Oh god! But he is strong. He could make some athletics checks. Oh yeah, I can and... roll for him. Yeah, Bugsy can try and make some. I athletics forgot I could just roll for him. Yeah, wait, you wait, can wait. roll for the boy. Schlup. We just had our first fishing trip together. <laughs> I, I would have preferred this in different circumstances. Also, there were ten different I'm still in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's deal with. Shh. Yeah, let's... We're having a touching father-child moment here. Okay. Let's deal with that. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and have Bugsy do some stuff. 
to try and stop going down the river and die. Um, so that could be athletics or something? Uh, athletics from Bugsy to try and swim to the bank. Oh, come on. You've got good athletics, boy. Now 20. Yes! A hundred feet down the river. Does anyone have that kind of dark vision range? <laughs> I don't think so. My owl. Uh, Lorelei sees Bugsy manage to get make it to the bank all by himself. And he stands there shaking his fur <laughs> off. Uh, but yeah, Lorelei, I think you were going to come around and have another run at Corel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have another go, even if it's just to like help them go along the rocks to the side. Six. Okay, so with a six, you swoop low over the river and try and grab Corel, but miss. And you, I'm gonna say that you don't fall into the river yourself, but one leg does catch the water, and your underbelly is now dripping wet. I'm gonna land on the side and just scream loudly. <laughs> on D&D Beyond, it literally says my language, it, the only language I can speak is giant owl. So I scream <laughs> in in giant owl to everyone else, like, help. Um, do I need to roll anything? It depends on what you're intending to do. Well, mostly at the moment, I'm trying mostly to hold on to the rock, but I suppose... Yeah, I might be trying to move from one rock to another towards the bank if I can. I think I will take an athletics check because you're trying to drag yourself along. Uh, 18. Uh, with an 18, Corel, you're able to kind of... I'm going to say you're able to kind of um, one rock at a time with impressive upper body strength haul yourself along from the middle of the river out towards the bank. And I'm going to say you're able to pull yourself up onto the bank. I think that's everybody out. And the only person who knows that Bugsy's out is Lorelei, who is an owl. Yeah, imagine like Bugsy just comes trotting up like no big deal. He licks his paw and like grooms one ear like. Where what were about you? It? I was worried sick about you, and you just you just out of the river. He headbutts you. Yeah, I love you too. You dumb and adorable thing. I slurp. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're. I saw that you were fine. Didn't say anything. <laughs> I hug slurp. I hug Craig back. Lorelowl. <laughs> Lorelei, yes. Did you say Lorelowl? Yes. <laughs> Lorelowl is going to... My, my on-the-ground speed is five feet per turn. <laughs> so he's very slowly going to wander along to the place where she thinks that a um the fireball hit. Okay, so... You're still an owl. Are you going to transfer back? No, because she's she's a little bit miffed that everyone fell in the river. She's just waddling along as an owl, like. So so she's just and she's miffed that she's damp and she's miffed that the wedding was ruined and she's just generally quite miffed at the moment. There's a lot to be miffed about. So how big an owl are we talking here? Like the size of Like somewhere between 6 and 7 feet tall. Jesus. Terrifying. I'm 6 feet. That's as big as me. My god. Okay, so you toddle along the bank. Um, we've previously managed to identify that the fireball appears to have hit the very top of the cliffs above, like that make up White Crag Gorge and then bounced down off a large pillar of stone before striking somewhere below. So you're trying to identify where it struck below? Yes, I am. Cool. Could I have a perception check? And because you watched the trajectory, you kind of worked out previously with the apples, I'll give you advantage because you kind of know the way it might have fallen. Nat 20, plus 13, 33. Right, okay, give me a second. That's good. I think while we're walking, she's like, I'm very sorry, I didn't know there was water. I'm sorry. Why are you apologising? Because <laughs> we fell in water and nearly died. But we didn't, so it's fine. Yeah, we nearly died. Bugsy puts one paw on your face. We nearly die, like, every third day. It's fine. I personally have been not dying for the last few years. I was hoping to keep that up. Well, you know, every street comes to an end, you know? Are you enjoying this? No, I'm not in I'm not enjoying this. I I'm sorry if it's making you uncomfortable, I'll dial it back. No, that's not what I meant. I meant in terms of like I don't know, I mean like before we went out on everything that happened last time, like you were a captain and you'd been on so many adventures anyway, and I guess it just seems more your thing than mine. Also, um, does anyone have like a warming spell, please? I am freezing. Oh. The rustling of spell books. I could warm you if you were non-living matter. <laughs> you could warm the jacket. Oh yeah, um, so I'll 
Yeah, so I think Angela wraps their arms around Faraday and Carl's press digitation on her jacket, um, warming it up for her. Could you do that on my messenger bag, please? <laughs> Should I pause it doesn't on Carl's messenger bag? Okay, Lorelei, you got a stonking number there. 33. 33. Okay, with a 33, Lorelei, you kind of toddle along as an owl along the bank of this river, and as you do, something falls on your feathery face, and for a second, you wonder if it's snow, but with a 33, you definitely perceive everything, including probably, maybe even it's like atomic makeup. Um, <laughs> you perceive that this is actually flakes of ash falling from the sky above uh, on your upturned face. Uh, you manage to work out with your keen owl eyes that the fire, whatever made up the fireball seems to have struck the pillar and then ricocheted down and impacted the bank of the river on the opposite side. You can see on the opposite side of the river, there's a peculiar semicircle jutting out of the river's normal kind of river straight shape. Like there's a chunk there which has been newly filled with water and you can see pieces of rock stuck into the cliff wall behind like up the back of the river which must have been thrown up with great force to get stuck there so it seems to have struck there but there's nothing in that crater right now however with a 33 <laughs> i'm gonna say that you kind of look at that and then scan out further down the river downstream and you're able to kind of see further little bumps on the bank of the river where something large may have tumbled along with the current and in the distance you can make out the main river heading south out of sight. And then you can see an offshoot, offshoot into a cave. Is this... So to get into that cave, will we have to be on the opposite bank? No. Oh, wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you are, you are on the south bank of the water from New Analu. This cave is to the south of you and on the opposite bank. I'm going to toddle back over to everyone who's looking sad and damp and who is the lightest of them? Usually it's Lorelei. Yeah, I think it'd be Faraday. I am tiny. I'm going to walk backwards into Faraday and then walk forwards a bit and lean down and then flap my wings a bit. Are so you leaning down into the water? No. I'm, I'm leaning over so you can get on my back. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh, I'm terrible at charades. You you want us to lie down? You think we need to take a nap? <laughs> I look around and I gesture and I'm like... This is great audio. <laughs> You're like just flapping your wings. Jess is flapping. Gesturing the, with my arms. wings to behind my head. Faraday, I think, I think she wants you to ride her to the other bank. Oh... Is that right, Lorelei? Car! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I very carefully, I guess, get on Lorelei's back, but like, try not to hurt her. I wiggle and fly over to the other side. Okay. Faraday is not in a river with an opposite force pulling away from her. So yes, you can carry Faraday. And then I'm going to go back over and I'm going to try and do the same thing with Crick. That's going to be significantly harder because he's a much larger human. I will need to take a probably an athletics check for that. I'd say I think she'd probably, knowing that, she'd probably check by trying to fly up like over the top of the shore for a couple of seconds. That's a good idea, yeah. That's an 18. Well, you hover for a few seconds to see if you can lift him. And you can! So do you head off across the river? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll head over the river where the rocks are. So if we do drop down, we have... Something to cling on to, just in case. That's a good idea. Okay, so you head out across the river. Honestly, with an 18, I'm going to say you do manage to get Crick across to Faraday with little problem. Um, And then, knowing that I'm probably not going to be able to carry the other two, I'm going to sort of go up to Corel and flap in front of them, and then lead them down the river until they can see the ca uh, the mouth of the cave. Yeah. Okay. So they understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then I'm going to go back over the other side and lead Faraday and Crick down and leave Corel, Shalop and Bugsy to work out how to get there because I'm not strong enough.
So, in parallel, the group of you toddle down towards the cave. How how wide is this river? So we said someone was in the middle of the river when they were 15 feet out. So it's about 30 feet across. So okay. they could probably make it to the shallows of the other side, which would probably require a deck save. So if you're thinking what you're thinking, how far is Bugsy's pounce? Or long jump? He has something. Or run, no, running leap. Uh, with a 10-foot running start, the line can jump up to 25 feet. I wasn't actually thinking that. Oh, okay, go on. Terrell, do you have any idea how you're going to get across the river? I can help, but if you have a plan, then you can do the plan. I am open to suggestions, Slurp. Okay. Okay, so I could, like, if Bugsy could just do the jump and hopefully not die, um, me and me and Carell could just dimension door across. Unless you could think of anything better. I don't want to go in the water again. Yeah, yeah, that's entirely reasonable for you. Um, okay, yes. Yeah, so I get, so I get Carell, um, and we and we will dim- dimension door across the river. Okay, you step through it. You feel a rush of tingling static on your skin, and then you're on the other side of the river. And now Bugsy has to do some sick stunts. That I call, that I call to Bugsy. Bugsy, you can jump across! I believe in you! You know, Schlurp, Bugsy is probably the most self-confident creature I have ever met. I don't know why you have to keep reaffirming him. I like, I want to let him know he's loved, and he's capable. I think he knows. Uh, he rolled an 18. Okay, he races up to the riverbank and then leaps, and then he kind of, very pleased with himself, trots out and then shakes himself, uh, shakes his feet off over Corel. <laughs> you see, you see what I mean, <laughs> Bugsy. That's rude. He looks literally looks straight at your face and then shakes another, shakes hands around and shakes his back feet one at a time at Corel. <laughs> okay, that wasn't me. That was him. I will have a word with you later. You have successfully navigated the river, <laughs> which is a hell of a way to summarize the past however long it's been. I think we're all on that side now. Yeah, you're all quite close to the cave. I think you're probably about 20 feet away. So I can see into the cave because of my dark vision. Any Anything immediately stands out about the cave entrance for the first 30, 40 feet? Roll me a perception check. Okay. Uh, 19. Uh, with a 19, you can see maybe 15 feet into the mouth of the cave before the offshoot of the river bends out of sight. Okay. Um, in that 15 feet, you can see that just inside the mouth of the cave, the um, cave wall has a long row of scorch marks running all the way down the side of it, like something has kind of squeaked and scraped along, along it. Something was moving. Yes. I said, whatever... Whatever landed down here made a w- its way through of its own accord. It didn't bounce. It was probably something like we fought. So we should be on our guard. Um, I can shoot a fireball down there. I mean, do you not have, like, light source? Does no one have the light cantrip? Or just no. a torch? We have to, oh, wait, we have fucking torches. <laughs> I'll shine my fucking torch in there. Put the old torch on, and now you've got light. Yeah, there show, we go. Yeah, here's, yeah. here's your light cantrip. <laughs> I'll shine my torch in there. It's not even a fire torch. It's got batteries and shit. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll shine my torch in there to try and like get an idea of, I guess, how deep it is, what's in there, that type of stuff. Uh, okay, so if you're shining your torch into the mouth of the cave, you will be able to make out the scorch marks that Corel has told you about. Do we just want to go in, or I? In my owl form, my shuffle forward, because I have dark vision up to 120 feet. The bend is about 20 feet in, I think I said. Yeah, I was going to go up to the bend and just sort of give a quick looky-loo. Okay, I think I'd, I'd join Laurelie. Um, you guys, the rest of you follow into the cave? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to turn to Laurelie. We're going into this like confined cave. Um, we don't know what's in here. Are you sure you want the lack of maneuverability that comes with being a giant owl. I just sort of do a little, like, owl trill. I personally cannot make that noise. But the answer is yes, because the owl has dark vision, Lorelei does not. And also, Lorelei glows. <laughs> so if we're wanting to be stealthy, and Lorelei's, like, specially fitted dark clothes wouldn't have been a Faraday's shop. 
So, um, Corel and Lorelei, were you going to roll perception checks? Yes. Yes, please. 33, again. I got a 13, so... Okay, so Lorelei, with that 33, uh, you appear around the bend in the cavern and you see an underground river. So this little offshoot of the Luali River kind of slows down a little bit as it um, is peeled away from the main trunk of the waterway. And you're walking along, you're currently standing on at the edge of the river. It currently only has one walkable bank, which is about only about three foot wide. So it's quite narrow. And the river itself is only about 15 foot wide. The tunnel roof above you is quite low. Like it only just clears Schlepp's head. And off into the distance, you can see damp, cold, dark waterways. And about 20 feet further on from you, you can see large black footprints scorched into the rock. So what does Corel, who only got a 13, but does have the power of speech, see? <laughs> yeah, so you can see most of the same stuff as Lorelei. You can't quite see like the extent of this tunnel. Like You don't realise maybe how long and how big this system is. But you do also see the footprints. All right, I relay what I've seen to the rest of the group. Um, do I see anything on top of that? I think with that role, Lorelei, I think you do see a pattern to the way the footprints are moving, like they're chasing something in the water. Seeing that I'm no longer going to be able to fit, I pop back into being a deer, and I do the Araswati equivalent of a thumbs up, because we don't have thumbs to Crick and I'm like You just point. <laughs> no, I, I've just I decided it was because Ar Araswati only have three fingers. Yes, and no thumbs. Um and no thumbs, so I decided it was the two outer fingers touching each other whilst the middle finger is bent to the second knuckle. I do a little thumbs up to Crick and I'm like, Yes, it is small in there. But also the fire thing is chasing something. So Corel told us about what the footprints looked like. Mm. Can we see them at all or is it still too dark? Um, I think if you shine your torches down, you'll probably be able to make them out in the distance. Um, I think I'll do then try and figure out like what kind of species they seem to be. If it's like a, I don't know, like, yeah, what the footprints look like. I feel like Lorelei might have picked that up on a 33. <laughs> I would say that she has no way of knowing. I could tell you general information like, about it, but like literally there is no way for her to know this information. Um, okay, so I think you would gather that it is a bipedal creature. I would say that with a 33, you can tell that it's heavy because the footprints are stamped in and scorched into solid rock. It's clearly a hot creature. And I would say from the pattern of the footprints, it's, it looks a little bit like it might be wearing boots or armor. Can I also look at the ceiling and see have a look around and see if perhaps it was so tall that it hit the ceiling at any point yes you may i i honestly with the 33 i'd be happy to carry that forwards so if you look up i will say that you can see scrape marks on the ceiling where the spikes of some kind of tall helmet have dragged along the rock there and burnt that as well Sturt looks like visibly troubled and like just like Okay, I definitely think we need to be careful here. Maybe I could scout ahead for a moment just to see if if it's around the corner. I mean, I can I can come with you. I, I can help. I appreciate that slurp, but the fewer things making sound, the better. And I can see in the dark better than you. Okay, go ahead. I just want to go round the corner a little ways, moving stealthily and try to see if, if there's any immediate cause for alarm. Okay, uh, could I have a stealth check? Um, 18. Okay, uh, with an 18, you creep around the corner and start heading down that long stretch of river where Lorelei uh, spotted all the footprints and the scrapes and etc. And you reach the first foot set of footprints without any trouble. Um, here, it looks like the footprints kind of, this is where the being potentially pulled itself out of the river and started walking along the bank. You can kind of, they're right at the edge of the water and then kind of turn and start to go alongside the water instead. But um, nothing jumps out at you. What do you do? I just make a little sort of trilling whistle just to indicate for everyone to come. 
Yeah, I'll come. I'm probably the first one to come. I'm going to hang to the back now that I am a small beacon. Okay, so all of you progress down to where the footprints start and nothing jumps out at you. You can. It's very quiet down here. Everything feels kind of muffled, like there's a blanket that's been pulled over you. If the blanket was just several hundred feet of rock, I guess. Um, you can hear like the, the drip and the burble of water by your side and... Other than that, it just is very kind of still and oppressive and silent and dark. Onwards. Yeah, I I, um, I take my shield out and stand next to Schlurp. Do you guys want to make a group stealth check? Um, just to say, Corel's keeping like 30 feet ahead of the rest of the group, just so they can see anything coming up ahead. Okay. I was going to cast past without a trace. Ooh, cool. Um, which means you need to stay th- within 30 feet of me for it to work. Okay, so I'll say 20 feet then, 20 feet ahead. Yeah, so if Corel's 20 feet ahead, then there's room for one per- other person in front of me. I'll I'll go ahead of Lorelei. Then me, and then... Crick? Crick and mm-hmm. Faraday. Which way around do you guys want to go? Because we're going to have to go in single file. Crick strikes me as someone who would go at the back, right? To sort of cover yeah. everyone. Yeah. I think Bugsy would probably be just in front of Crick. Yeah. So, Carol way at the front, then Stub, then Lorelei, then Bugsy, then Faraday, then Crick. Or did I just get that completely wrong? Faraday, Bugsy, then Crick. Right. Okay. So we're going to do a stealth check? Uh, I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace, so you get an extra plus 10. Cool. 29. 16. 20. 15 for me. 33. Okay, so you follow the footprints for probably a couple hundred meters uh, down a gentle slope into the darkness. And eventually, up ahead, Corel, at the front of the party, you look ahead around the next bend and you see two tunnel mouths ahead of you where the river forks. Is there much difference between the two forks that is apparent? What do I have? A perception check, please. Um, that would be a 10. Okay, so the walls are stone and they're kind of echoey and wet. So the tunnel is kind of a bit bouncy with sound right now. So you can hear a rumble and you can see light flashing on the stone around you reflected by the water, but you aren't sure which is which or what's coming from where. I turn around, move back towards the rest of the group and I tell them, okay, there's a, there's a fork in the river. Uh, Faraday, mm-hmm. I know you're very attached to it, but um, this tunic isn't really stopping any of my glow. Could you uh, just sort of put your jacket over the top of me? Yeah, I think that's the least I can do for you after today, Lorelei. I know it was a 10, but was there any... Did I lose track of the footprints? or The footprints go into the water here. Ah, okay. Because the path ends. To continue either way, you'll have to be in the water. Can I head forward to the end of the path and take a look myself? Of course. Now that I'm not a, a little glowy bean. Would I please have a perception check, Lorelei? 26. Uh, okay, with a 26, Lorelei, you kind of squint ahead, huddling Faraday's warm jacket around you. And as you're squinting, you can make out a kind of a splashing rushing sound where it seems like the water might get fast it sounds like it might be getting fast and a bit rough and there's also a kind of a light dancing in the dark down that way and on the right hand side there's a very very loud steady rumble ah i have a moment and i scuttle back to the party because i guess wearing this jacket if i'm on all fours i kind of Look like a little sort of like one of those dogs that they put clothes on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to use my circle of stars feature, which is part of my star map feature, is I can use up to five times a day either guiding bolt or augury. You receive an omen from an otherworldly entity, otherwise known as Paige, <laughs> about the results of a specific course of action that you plan to take in the next 30 minutes. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to cast Augury to say if we go down the left-hand fork, are the results 
good, bad, both good and bad, or just average or nothing, which is results aren't especially good or bad. Good and bad. That doesn't help me. I look up at the sky, where the sky would be, and I'm like, you are obtuse. It angers me. You're welcome. <laughs> so then I'm like, okay, do we want rumble or do we want light? Given the whole um, fire theme of our current predicament, I feel like light would probably be the more likely course that would get us results. You could say it's more likely. No, I wouldn't say that, Sherp. Sherp, I'm so proud of you. I vote, for, I vote for the life one. I vote for... We have to get into the water here. Wait, we need to get into the water. Yes, the path ends. How, how deep does the water look? I would say that the water is shallow but very fast. I'm going to burn a third level spell slot and cast uh, water breathing on everyone. Okay, I'll need an athletics check from each one of you to stand up against the force of this water. Eleven. 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 Eleven, eleven, eleven. Lorelei, I am going to be clear with you, sweetheart. You're not going to be tall enough. You will be swimming unless you ride on someone's back. You could ride on my back. I'll ride on Corel's back. I think Bugsy's a good plus. Um, So I got a 14 and he got a 15. Okay, Bugsy and Schlurf are fine. Corel, oh, did you oh. get 11 as well? I did. Okay, I'm going to say that you don't get knocked over, but your progress is painfully slow, which is going to put you at a disadvantage when something happens. Oh, when? Well, I hope nothing happens then. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of toddle slowly down the left fork. You are now all safely past the split, so no one's going to go and accidentally discover the definitely not a waterfall I put there. Hooray! <laughs> um, so this particular stretch of the tunnel, um, you can see that in about 50 feet, 50 feet's time, there is a path again, but you'll have to just kind of toddle slowly and carefully through the water until you get there. When you're, at, when you're about... 20 feet down the tunnel something happens those little sparkles of light suddenly get very very bright and you hear a distant rushing roaring noise almost like an oncoming train oh well i like trains <laughs> <laughs> and then coming out of the darkness is a huge fireball that comes racing up the tunnel and right across, right over your party. Can I take a dexterity saving throw, please? Do I have disadvantage because Corel has disadvantage? Yes. You bit me. I know, Baba. Everything's always biting you. It's because you're a snack. Oh my god. Oh my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Getting saucy in here. I have no words. Stunning. So 20 right. above. No one? Okay. Um, Bugsy got a 20. Bugsy's fine. 15 to 20. 18. Oh my god, Faraday, get it! <laughs> well done! 10 to 15. I got a 14. 13. Okay. 5 to 10? Uh, 8. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, zero to f 1 to 4. Oh, a 4. A 4 is not that bad. <laughs> 4. I got a four and a 14, but I have to take the lower one, so it's four. So, Lorelei and Crick, my dear friends. Oh, God. My dear departed friends. No! We're not dead! That is 25 points of fire damage for everybody who did not manage to avoid it, and half as much on a successful save. The fireball kind of rolls over you and then slowly extinguishes, and the tunnel is now... Um, full of smoke. So could I take a constitution saving throw? Christ. Do we have disadvantage? No, oh, Shut up, you're fine. You don't, you have to do it for Bugsy only. Yeah, you don't breathe. You're ready for not breathing. Uh, yeah, 20 and above. 18. 19. Alright, 15 to 20. 15. Alright, 10 to 15. 12. 5 to 10. 7. Okay, oh. so Laura is the only one who's sub 10. Could you take 5 points of poison damage, please, from the smoke inhalation? And slowly the smoke kind of dissipates and you're free to continue toddling down the tunnel and back onto the embankment. Okay, so as that fireball kind of quenches and dies, it's chased up the tunnel by an ear-splitting 
howling roar. Oh god. Which slowly dies out into a strangled cry. And you're free to continue your underground adventure. Let's do it. Stoke somehow looks more worried. Corel <laughs> takes a deep breath and continues forward. Can I please be with <laughs> I really try to be with Corel right now. Shall we be try and be stealthy at this point? Lorelei Lorelei hops off. I will make a constitution saving throw to see if I can maintain concentration on oh, yes. Pass Without Trace. That's definitely a six. So Pass Without Trace is gone. All right, so we just have to stealth on our own merits. So did anybody get better than a 10? I got an 11. 13. 19. Okay, we're good. I'm going to say I got above a 10 for both both my people. Two. Oh, well, it's really but... bad, but that's okay because everybody else did well. Because it's a group. <laughs> They can mask your clanking. So you continue to stealth along the tunnel. This time back, you're back on a, an embankment. Um, and soon enough, those footprints reappear. They're also accompanied now by claw marks trailing along the wall to your left. And here and there, there are little craters. Like whatever it was got frustrated and punched the stone. As you continue for a further 100 or so meters, the river starts to slope down again and your path becomes a bit slippery and treacherous. Um, I'm not going to make you do a deck safe because I'm, I'm, I think that you would be sensible enough to go very slowly and hang on to each other. And we've all had enough of falling in water at the moment. Thank you, oh merciful DM. <laughs> As the slope levels out... Corral, I think you're at the front of the party, you see that about 50 feet ahead of you, the narrow tunnel seems to open up into a larger space and you can see something pale lying in a mound in the dark there. Something alive? Dunno. From here, would an investigation check yield any results? Uh, yes. Okay. That'd be 14. Wait, uh, wait, actually, hold on a moment. I might have something for this with my inquisitive. Yep, I could go to, I get advantage on this because of my steady eye. So that will be instead an 18. Corel, you squint through the darkness at that pale mound and you're able to discern the ribbon-like body of, of an enormous serpentine creature with almost translucently pale scales. You can also see with that check that the creature is dead. Its pale scales have been torn apart and burnt to a crisp by something even more dangerous than it. Probably the thing that made the footprints, because obviously this thing isn't going to be have left any footprints. <laughs> Being a snake, no. I think I like. I think I said I was like sticking pretty close to Corel. Yeah, you have um, a torch, so you can shine that that way. Yeah, I think we're sort of, like I think we're going to kind of like on on their shoulders, like like gripping real really tightly. Schlurp. You're hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sorry. We need to be careful here. Obviously. No, but I like I mean really careful here. Yes, of course. I will continue to be really careful as I was already being. Like more careful. Please, like, more careful, please. I really, really, really don't know what you're getting at, but all right. I continue to inch forward, having explained what I saw to everyone. Okay, uh, you edge forwards into a large open chamber, and there's a broad shelf of rock to your left, directly ahead of you on this path. Uh, the path opens up into this broad rocky ledge. Um, the river pulls into a kind of semi-stagnant lake, which is where this huge monstrous serpent's body is lying. Its blood is kind of unspooling and ribboning away downstream and the far side of this lake. Uh, the whole space is kind of bristling from above with, oh my god, stalactites? Yeah, stalactites. Um, it's just a kind of large, still, quiet space and... With the serpent gone, it's kind of peaceful. Uh, can I, like, look around for claw marks? I guess I'll shine my torch around? Yeah, sure, sure. You can roll me investigation. Okay. Um, I'm going to do the same. Me too. 
Um, whilst they're doing that, could I head up to the snake and see if I can discern anything about it? Uh, the snake is mostly submerged, um, so you'd need to kind of walk along it out, <laughs> out, out onto the lake, but I'll let you do that. Can I go with Lorelei? Yeah, carefully, carefully. Um, I got a 22 for investigation. Okay. Uh, 22 for investigation. Who else rolled it? I got it? 13. 13. But... Like, I actually got a 13 as well. Oh, okay. So with that 22? Yeah. With that 22 for investigation, you're looking for signs of whatever it is you're following, right? Yeah, so things like the footprints and the claw marks on the floor. Uh, you see the signs that it was in a fight with the serpent. Uh, the serpent is blackened. Um, I will say the serpent is slashed very neatly, which implies that whatever you're following was maybe using some kind of blade or large weapon to create such neat injuries. You can see impressions on the ground where an armored torso was hurled against it. Um, there's loads of scorch marks. Like Whatever it is you're pursuing is big, nasty and probably like i would dare to say probably smart i think she's like why is it here why is it here why is it here what's happening why is what here Uh, whatever the thing we're following can i do an insight check yes cool try to do a deception check against that I hate to say it, but I think i got a 22 again oh god (laughs) well i got an 18 so Okay, because they're both pretty good roles. What I'm going to say is, Schlurp, you're giving off a very convincing air of just being like a concerned, scared kid because of what's happening. Karel, I think you do believe that Schlurp is just kind of young and frightened and probably you're, you're there kind of thinking, I know I don't want my life to get screwed up again. They're just freaking out. But I think there's a little bit of you that is a, is sus- like the analyst in you is suspicious, but you can't put a finger on why. Schlurp, if there's something you know, you need to tell us. I think I might know what this is. Or like what it looks like, what it can do, maybe, maybe. I don't know, maybe. I think probably the, the worst part about it is it's big. And it's smart. Hmm. All right. And Krell goes over to Lorelei and Faraday with the creature. Okay. You guys walked out onto the snake. Would it be possible to just sort of stand on the edge and try and drag it in a little bit? It is, I'm going to say, it is a huge creature, so it's big as shit. Well, I have a lot of strength, so why don't I come over and help? Yeah, like, I don't want to see the whole thing. I just want to see if it's something I sort of recognise, maybe? Yeah, sure, you can try and heave a little bit of it onto the bank. I will help. You're going to need help. Bugsy can help. They have, like, plus eight athletics. Shall we just call this a group athletics check? Uh, Yeah, group athletics check. Okay. 20 and above? 22. Uh, Bugsy got a 24. Okay. 15 to 20. 18. Okay. Um, 16. Uh, strength. Uh, uh, should have got a 16. Oh my goodness. 10 to 15? 5 to 10? 1 to 5? 4. Oh. Well, everybody except Corel does a lot and contributes. Um, <laughs> yeah, working all together, you're able to heave uh, part of a loop of the snake's huge body onto the bankment, embankment to have a look at. What do you want to look at, Lorelei? Faraday? Yeah, I just want to, like, look at the scales and, like, is this an animal that's common in the area? Is it something that has some sort of law about it or anything like that? That would be xenobiology. I got a 19. Okay, this is a raven cave serpent. So this is a creature which is endemic to Rava and to this specific limestone cavern environment of Rava. Um, They are large snake-like creatures that dig tunnels um, which are then filled up by rivers. So this whole tunnel system was probably created by this snake over many years and this is essentially its burrow. So what do you think the chances are that it speaks a language that, you know, is not serpent? Um, The Rava doesn't have any native sentience. So, Faraday, I'm pretty sure speaking with it wouldn't get us anywhere. You'd just get a bunch of... (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, oh, wow. I mean, anything that would be able to do this to a creature this size must be pretty powerful. But in doing this to a creature this size, it might be heavily weakened. I like the way you think. Yes. So do you think that the serpent just happened to be there? I mean, it looked like it was chasing it down. Uh, It did look like it was chasing something in the water. And since these waterways seem to be the burrow of this serpent, that would make sense. But then the question is, if it was simply a case of the serpent was in the way, or whether this thing was getting something out of killing this creature. In looking at the creature, can I tell if anything's missing? There is nothing missing that you can tell other than the various body parts that were sliced off. I think we need to follow. We need to keep going. Mm. So do you leave the cavern and continue into the dark? Yeah, I think Shlev's fully wringing their hands at this point. Okay, I will take one last group stealth check. Do we know, can we see like distinct footprints? You do see footprints that head out of this cavern and further down the river system. Okay, now that we know we're not close to getting to it, um, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace again. Okay, so 20 and above. 22. With the, with the Pass Without a Trace, both of my people were 20 and above. Okay. 21. 27. 27. Nice. Is that everybody? Yeah. So you all stealth beautifully out of this cave and continue down the river. I think as you're kind of carrying on into the dark, um, it starts to get a bit warm and moisture starts beading on the walls and you kind of continue and you find yourselves crunching through icy stalactites that have fallen and melted from the ceiling. Um, it's like you feel sweat beading on your brows, except for you, Shlep, as you kind of continue into the dark. And after another few hundred meters, like this is a, this is probably the longest stint you've done yet, the river hooks around a tight bend and then it opens up into, it, the river kind of opens up and widens again. It becomes about 15 to 20 feet wide and then it drops out of sight down a narrow black chute into a waterfall that you can hear even from here. And directly above that waterfall, you can see um, an enormous root from one of Rava's giant trees cuts through the tunnel and hooks above the waterfall and then fans out, forming little bridges and little bumps, as well as a tangle at the head of the waterfall itself. And caught in that tangle of roots is a metal pod of some kind. And standing at the edge of the waterfall, with it one clawed hand reaching out to that pod is an enormous black armored being with a body made of liquid fire. Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis. Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.